0: Good morning. Good morning. Grace and peace to you. Just a couple of thoughts uh, this morning. Uh, I think I don't know if this was mentioned last Sunday or not. Uh, Rick and I will be working on the schedule for next year. And uh, if there's something that you, first of all, as a brother, would like to do and you've not been doing it, uh, please see me or Rick. And we'll get you on the schedule. Uh, If you don't feel you're quite up to it yet uh, and you want to be trained or taught or something, we can do that, too. Also, for everyone, including the ladies, if you want to be a greeter, uh, that's available. So uh, if you want to do that next year, uh, please see myself or Rick. And you'll have to do it soon because we're going to be working on that this week. All right. Also, just a note in regard to our lessons, December is going to be Jesus month. Our lessons are all going to be about the Lord and some particular aspect of His ministry to us while He was on the earth. And then I'm thinking about January, Lord willing, is going to be church month. Not quite sure about that, but I think it's going to be the case because. Jesus and his church are inseparable, and uh, anyway, that's kind of the way we're going right now, so pray for me and pray about those lessons that uh, we'll be able to bring some good lessons about our Lord next month. Well, what are we going to talk about today? Something that nobody wants to talk about, right? If you looked at your little sheet, when I get old. Nobody likes to think about getting old, so guess what? We don't. I don't mean we don't get old. I mean, we don't think about it. But it just kind of creeps up on us. And before you know, you look in the mirror, and somebody's looking back at you, and you say, who's that? Is that really me? What happened? And you know, this is something that This is part of life. This is a reality that we need to accept, especially as Christians. It happens to every one of us. It's part of the curse of sin. And if you think about it, even Jesus grew old in his body. Now, he didn't get to an old age because, you know, he was taken away from us, as Isaiah 53 says. But even he grew, didn't he? aged in his body. So what do we do when we finally realize and accept we're still above ground and breathing, but we're not what we used to be? Well, some of us just kind of check out and give up. We just still try to deny it. We don't deal with it very well. Too many people fall into the retirement trap you know, when you retire from your job or your work, you just kind of kick back, relax. You eat breakfast at the Cracker Barrel and the early supper at Bob Evans and watch a lot of MeTV and Netflix. And that becomes your life. And a lot of Christians fall into that retirement trap too. And they let their spiritual growth die off and their service to the Lord dwindle and lapse and they say, let somebody else do it. I know we get tired. Yeah, we need more naps, and we need another extra day to recover from that day of working in the garden. But as one man said, and I can't remember his name right now, but he said, "If if you want to know if Jesus is done with you yet, all you have to do is ask his question: Am I still alive?" And if you're still alive, to answer their question, Jesus is not done with you yet. He's not done with you yet. Whether you're 70, 80, or 90, he's not done with you yet. So don't fall into that trap of thinking it's over. And that's what this lesson is about. Scripture says nothing about retirement from the Lord's service, about easing up, about quitting. In fact, the scripture says to go on to perfection, doesn't it? To go on to completeness. The scriptures also present to us stories, real people, narratives about those who did great things in older age. In fact, if you think about it, there might be more stories about those who did things in older age than in younger age. There just might be. I didn't try to count that. People who did great things in advanced years, and we're going to get, look at some examples of those first of all, and then we're going to talk about getting old and the blessings that come from that and God's blessing of those who get old. The first one we want to talk about here are Abraham and Sarah. I think most of us remember Abraham and Sarah. They refused to quit. Abraham had the promise from God, and you and your seeds, all nations of the earth be blessed. But he had no children of his own. And they waited, if, if we carefully try to construct the timeline, approximately 25 years from the time that promise was first made to Abraham, when... Isaac was born to Abraham, who was 100 years old, and Sarah was 90. And I thought this ought to be pretty good to try to do this today. You know how today we sensationalize things in our headlines? You know, uh, whether it's on the Internet or even sometimes in the newspaper. If that happened today, what would the headlines be? 90-year-old gives birth. All right, Father purported to be 100, baby and mother doing fine, hospital unsure about whether to put mother in the birthing unit or in geriatrics. <laughs> you know, you can see that, but you know, God has a sense of humor, you know, and we need to have that sense of humor and let it come out too and this is one of the areas, I think, where we really need to accept that when we get older. We can't fight it. You can't stop it. You have to accept it and just go with it. By faith they believed in God, and God saw them through to the end. And I think it was Don pointing out here, I forget in what discussion, that you know Abraham had a lot of kids after that, by another lady after Sarah died. He had a lot of children. So God was with Abraham, even until he died. So they were 190, and God fulfilled his promise to them at that age to show that it was all about God and not about them. They did the the work of God at that time. All right, Moses and Aaron. Moses was 80, and Aaron was 83 when they faced up to Pharaoh, walking into that palace. I can't imagine what Pharaoh thought. Who's these old, two old geezers? What do they want, you know? And then God used them to perform all those tremendous miracles, the ten plagues, as we call them, and led Israel out and crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. Just amazing. wonder what the headlines would be for that today. Octogenarian brothers lead entire nation of slaves to freedom. Entire Egyptian army mysteriously disappears in the Red Sea. Former shepherd assumes leadership of one million plus migrant people. Eighty years old. Eighty-three. God's not done with you yet. He did it by faith, trusting the Lord. Absolutely and totally trusting the Lord, not wanting to quit, knowing that there's always something out there for him to do, for them to do, as he led the children of Israel. Led them until he was 120, 40 years through the wilderness before he was taken home. What about Caleb? Some of us don't remember Caleb. I'm going to turn to Joshua 14. Now, it's not on your little list, so it's not Shirley's mistake, all right? But I want to turn to Joshua 14 and 9. Caleb, of course, was one of the two spies, Caleb and Joshua, when they went to spy out the land said, yeah, we can take it. Let's go up there right now. God's with us. Let's let's knock these people out, and we can do what God says. The other ten says, no, no, no. They're too big and all that. Fortified cities, and that's why they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. So let's see here, now in Joshua, they've crossed over the Jordan, and they've begun to take the land. And let's see about Caleb here in Joshua 14, 9. Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land on which your foot is trodden will be an inheritance to you and to your children forever, because you have followed the Lord my God fully. This is Caleb speaking. Now behold, the Lord has let me live just as he spoke these 45 years from the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses when Israel walked in the wilderness. And now behold, I am 85 years old today. 85. I am still as strong today as I was in the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so my strength is now for war and for going out and coming in. Now then, give me this hill country about which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard on that day that Anakim were there with great fortified cities. Perhaps the Lord will be with me, and I will drive them out as the Lord has spoken. The Anakim were a remnant of the giants. Caleb's not afraid. He's 85. He says, I want my inheritance. Moses promised me. I want to go take this place. What about the headlines? And he did. Eighty-five-year-old person who leads assault and capture of two cities. How about that? Giants dispatched in short order. No apparent explanation for man's late-age physical prowess. Eighty-five years. Caleb says, hey, I want my inheritance. God promised me. Moses promised me. I want it. He wasn't going to lay down and say, oh, here we are in the promised land. I'm just going to go sit under my vine and my fig tree and uh, just enjoy myself. No, there's things to be done. He claimed God's promise by faith, and he went and did it. He had that vision for himself and for his people. Now let's go to Luke 2, and let's talk about Anna. Anna. We don't often talk about Anna the prophetess. Luke 2.36, this is when Joseph and Mary brought Jesus uh, to offer the sacrifice because he was the firstborn, and the firstborn had to be redeemed. So this is when they came to offer that sacrifice for his redemption and for her purification as well, and If you remember, Simeon, old Simeon was there as well, but Anna, we're going to focus on her in Luke 2.36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, serving night and day with fastings, and prayers. At that very moment she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of Him, meaning of Christ Jesus, to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. What remarkable devotion to the Lord this woman had, this prophetess, 84 years old, never left the temple precincts. What would the headlines be? Prophetess, 84, never leaves temple precincts. Prays all day and eats very little. What's her secret? And I was thinking about that, says she, offering the prayers. How many people do you think benefited from her prayers? Night and day, praying. Do you think that maybe you and I even benefited from Anna's prayers? Have benefited. She prayed for the Savior to come and for blessings to all those who would follow him. She was a true prayer warrior. 84 years old. She's not stopping. She's not giving up. She's serving the Lord. She has that fire inside That devotion to God, that love for God and his people. And she's not going to quit. Now, I just want to share with you a true story from today's headlines. You might have seen this. Now, this is not about a man who is serving the Lord. But sometimes when we we get something a little closer to home, it, it, it helps us to see the point as well. This was in the news last week. A fellow by the name of Joe Thomas, Sr., 55 years old. 55, okay? He had a, I think it was, he yeah, was in South Carolina, uh, construction business. And things got really bad, and he had to close the business. He didn't have enough work. So sometimes in life you have to make choices, you know, you come to the crossroads. You know, like Yogi says, when you have a fork in the road, you need to take it. Uh, so he had to decide, what am I going to do? He said, well, I'm going back to school, meaning college. Fifty-five years old, he goes back to South Carolina State University to major in engineering. I'll tell you what, if you're 20 years old, you might not want to major in engineering. That's tough, all the math and everything, physics, whatever it is. So that's what he's, he's in engineering getting a degree in engineering he's working a job so he can help pay for his education and then guess what he went out for the football team division one football team he made the team and he played in a game it's not a gimmick because he interviewed some of the players and they said no he's down here in the weight room he's working out with us he's going through all the drills He's doing the whole thing. He made the team. 55 years old. Now, how does that make you feel? You know, I, I just want to sit back and sip my coffee and watch TV. I better rethink what you're thinking about your life. So that's a real, real example. You probably still see that on the Internet. Anyway, all these examples of people, godly people, who wanted to serve the Lord. And I said, we're not quitting. We don't care how old we get. We're not quitting. God's with us. we got things to do. He's got things for us to do. Let's get at it. So we don't want to just sit around and do nothing. Just wait for God to take us. As we know, we face certain difficulties when we get old. You've probably seen some of these things. In fact, I got a little, little thing here. You know, things start to sag, and droop, and bulge, and get gray, and, and and even disappear. So that happens, and then, of course, you know, you need, as we said before, you need to take more breaks. If you need a break, take it. You know, sometimes we kill ourselves when we're old. And why, why am I so tired? Well, you've got to take more breaks. Get, get that nap. It takes you longer to recover. You worked that lo- long day, you're not used to that. The next day, guess what? You're probably not going to feel real good. You're just going to have to take it, take it easy for a day. You don't quit, but you've got to slow down a little bit sometime. And then, of course, we've got all these aches and pains. We wonder where they came from. What's this? What's that? You hear these crackings and poppings. It's just part of it as we get old. And then, of course, we all experience the mental challenges, right? How many have experienced the mental challenges? All right. Some of you didn't raise your hand now, and it's not nice to fib, you know, in the church. That's right, Reagan. You're right. Uh-huh. My forgetter's getting better. But my rememberer is broke. To you that may seem funny, but to me that is no joke. For when I'm here, I'm wondering if I really should be there. And when I try to think it through, I haven't got a prayer. Oft times I walk into a room and say, What am I here for? I rack my brain, but all in vain. Zero is my score. At times I put something away where it is safe. But gee, the person it is safest from is generally me. (laughs) When shopping, I may see someone say hi and have a chat. Then when the person walks away, I ask myself, Who's that? <laughs> yes, my forgetter is getting better, while my rememberer is broke, and it's driving me plumb crazy, and that isn't a joke. We've experienced that. i got another one I've got to tell you about. The little old lady was looking for her Sunday paper, and she went out, I don't know, two, three times to look for her Sunday paper. And it wasn't there, and it wasn't there. And so she finally said, oh, I've got to call the newspaper office. So she calls the office, and if you've ever called the newspaper office, you know, you just you rarely get a hold of anybody. Well, she happened to get a hold of someone that day, and she said, I gotta, my, pa- my Sunday paper's not here. I looked on the porch. I looked in the flower bed. I looked in the bushes. I even looked on the roof of the porch. It's not out there. And the young lady on the other end said, well, uh, ma'am, Today is not Sunday, it's Friday. And the woman says, Oh, well, that's that's probably why no one was in church this morning. (laughs) So it might happen to you. It's probably happened to you. It's going to happen to you. But... The aging servant of God has much to offer. Much to offer. I don't know if you ever thought about this. As I was doing this lesson, I was thinking, you know, that is is really right. That older Christians, the senior saints, some people call them, really are uniquely qualified to do certain things that young people aren't qualified to do. Did you ever think about that? it's really true and you know God in his wisdom that's the way he designed things. even though you know we do get old in body and as long as we have our mind the senior ones really have a lot to offer that the younger folks don't and we're going to talk about that a little bit here you know even in the scripture what about the elders elders are not to be novices right They're generally to be older, experienced, able to teach. Younger people aren't qualified to be elders. They're not. Paul writes, for the older women to teach the younger women, right? Why would that be? The older women are supposed to be experienced, know the scriptures, have been through things, that they can share with the younger women about life, getting along with husbands, rearing children, and etc., etc., serving uh, in the church as a woman. But the older women are supposed to teach the younger ones. They are qualified to teach the younger ones. The younger ones are not. Let's go to Proverbs 16 gray head is a crown of glory it is found in the way of righteousness again that signifies experience and hopefully wisdom you know we're all young but some people uh, stay immature forever hopefully in the lord we do mature and grow in the ways of god but the gray hair signifies wisdom and experience Older Christians have learned a lot, seen a lot, and experienced a lot. They've had years of their own personal Bible study, prayer, serving in various ministries, and life experiences. All of these they should be bringing to bear in the church to teach the young, to teach those who are struggling, to teach the babes in Christ. They're uniquely qualified because they've been through all these things. They should have read the Bible dozens of times. They should know the Word of God back and forth. They should be able to teach it. Senior saints are uniquely qualified to lead congregations, to teach and to provide training. They should be the ones, and I thought about this, the faith of older saints should be unmatched in a congregation. Faith. Because they've been through so much and they've seen that God has brought them through so much. All of the hardships of life, whatever those happen to be for you, you as an individual. Your faith should be rock solid if you're an older Christian in Christ. And you should be able to show that faith to the others in the congregation. You know, that's Abraham, Caleb, Anna, Rock-solid faith. They trusted God. They knew God was with them and had been with them and was going to continue to be with them till their last breath. Senior saints are uniquely qualified to be examples. If we have matured in Christ, if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we should be examples of love, patience, joy, Compassion, service, devotion to the Lord. That's where we should be for older saints. Examples to others. So older saints are uniquely qualified to do these things and more. And uh, I think we really need to think about that. That this is why God has us around. He's not done with us. We we can do these things and more if we're older in Christ. Psalm 71. I have a little subtitle here that some, you know, the publisher put, Prayer of an Old Man for Deliverance. I don't know if that's totally true about the whole Psalm or not, but part of it is. We want to read part of this. And notice the thoughts of this person who is aging. Okay? O God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. We acknowledge God had been with him from the beginning, and I'm still talking about you, Lord. I'm still talking about you. And even when I am old and gray, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength, to this generation, your power to all who are to come. This gray-headed person had something to say. Something he wanted to share with the current generation and those of it would be coming along before he passed on about the Lord. Let me tell you about the Lord. Let me tell you how, me, how he got me out of this situation. Let me tell you how he's been with me in this problem. Let me tell you how he's been with my family in this problem. That's what he wants to talk about. That's where, as older saints, we should be. Talking about the Lord. Wanting to share him with a generation now that doesn't quite know him yet like death. And then he will come along before we cross over. For your righteousness, O God, reaches to the heavens. You have done great things, O God, who is like you. You have shown me many troubles and distresses. You who have shown me many troubles and distresses. You've let me experience these things, Lord. What does he then say? Will revive me again. Part of life. You can't escape it. Some of us just sit in pity on ourselves because of things that had happened to us. We should never do that. We should find the strength to get through it with the Lord's help and understand he did it. No matter what happened to you, what your situation, circumstances, you still have the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's all that really matters. So press on and tell someone how the Lord got you through your situation. You have shown me many troubles and distresses, will revive me again, and will bring me up again from the depths of the earth. It's one of the few places we see resurrection talked about in the Old Testament. You'll bring me up again. Yeah, that hope. Yes, I'm going to get old and die. I want to tell the generation about God that's here with me, and I know the Lord is going to bring me back. That's faith. That's what we as senior saints need to have. I love that reading. The continued desire to serve the Lord and to teach others about him. Now let's go to Isaiah 46 to wrap it up. We have a promise from God. The promise here is made to Israel as a people, but I think the principle applies. We've seen so many other promises made God, you know, and even in Hebrews, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. That would take us clear to the end. Jesus said uh, in the Gospels, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. But listen to what the Lord says to Israel. Listen to me, O house of Jacob, and all the remnant of the house of Israel. You who have been born by me from birth. I've been carried from the womb. He says, I've been with you. You might not have acknowledged me. You might not still acknowledge that, but I've been there. I've watched over you. I've seen everything you've done. I've loved you. Actually, from the moment you were conceived. And I just want the best for you. And hope you someday realize that is the God that I am that you will come to me and serve me and enjoy my blessings. Verse 4, even to your old age, I will be the same. I'll never change. And even to your graying years, I will bear you. I have done it, and I will carry you, and I will bear you, and I will deliver you. Now, is that a promise or what? That's a promise we need to hold God's feet to the fire. We'll say, Lord, you promised to be with me to my last breath. I'm counting on it. God says, okay, I'm there. I'll do it. When I get old, as a senior saint, where are you? I'm not going to re preach the lesson you heard it you want to hear it again you can go online yeah you can download it you can listen to it there maybe it would be a good thing for you if you're slacking off in your old age you don't think you have anything to offer you got no fire in your belly anymore no Holy Spirit in your heart you need to repent you need to see God is not done with you yet God has things for you to do get back in the game Walk with the Lord. If you are a Christian this morning, you want us to pray with you, we'd be happy to do that. We're here. Uh, All of us here can pray with you about your situation. If you are not a Christian and you'd like to take Jesus on as your Savior this morning, accept him as Lord of your life and Savior of your soul, we'd be happy to help you with that. As dawn leads us, if you want to come now, please come while we stand and sing.